Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello, welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound. It is episode 325 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker, and of course, I'm being joined by Big Underscore Bane. Yes. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. You had some tech dif- technical difficulties for a second there. Yeah, yeah. I figured it out, though. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a tech guru of sorts. You are a tech guru of sorts. I'm the I'm the uh, expert for, for Power Hour. Well, for sure. When it comes to... You know, what's funny is, tech. like, everyone in my family thinks I'm the tech guy. Yeah. Because by default, I'm just better at it than everybody. Right. You're the expert in your family. But yeah. I am, like, in no way good at that type of stuff. Right. You know, like, I don't know how many times I've had to, like, you know, like, oh, TV's broken. It ain't working. Yeah. I'm like, well, did you hit this button? Yeah. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. Hit it. I'm like, okay, it's working now. 90% of what I know I learned from a 14-year-old on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I, that, and that's what's so wild is like, um, you know, my niece and nephew can operate a iPhone no problem. Yeah. You know, no problem. Yep. Like, I don't know how many times my nephews came up to me. He had my phone and he grabs my thumb and puts it on the on the thing <laughs> yeah. and then walks. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I guess he just unlocked my phone. <laughs> right. Because I guess it locked on him or something. I, I don't know what he's doing. But, right. But he's that, they're that sharp to it, man. Yeah. It's a wild time. Elvis Aliaga is our guest this week, man. Oh, yeah. Good good friend of the show. Always fun to have him on. And um, we actually, you know, you were actually recently on an episode of Back to the Nintendo, featured a little snippet from Elvis Aliaga, one of his uh, favorite games, Russian Attack. Oh, yeah. Fun game. It was pretty fun, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, good times. Uh, we got some interesting news before we get into our wrestling talk. Uh, how about some new Bang Energies hitting, hitting soon, man? Oh, yeah. We haven't had a new Bang. We were actually just talking about that a while back. I was like, man, we haven't had one in a while. And uh, I felt like we were due, and they announced a couple of new uh, flavors that are going to be hitting. Uh, let me see if I can find. They're going to be hitting like some military bases, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, but possibly not just exclusive. They're going to be in other places, I assume. But purple Kittles and strawberry blast, very uh, red, white, and blue style cans. Yep, um, very festive. Uh, what's purple Kittles though? Mm-hmm. 
That's a, that's a question that I, I have as well, because I honestly have no idea. It kind of sounds like uh, treats for a kitty cat. <laughs> I think kibbles and bits is a dog food, maybe. Yeah, I mean, so it's it sounds it sounds like it might be something for your pet, but I I wouldn't recommend it. No, it's uh, but who knows? I mean, oddly I mean, enough, um, no purple on the can. No, so I don't know. Uh, I do like the cans. I like. I think strawberry blast will be delicious. Yeah, I'm still waiting on a watermelon. Yeah, you mentioned that in the text to me, and I was like, that's true. They haven't done a watermelon. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Like they've done a lot of uh, like they do champagne before they do watermelon. Yeah, they do birthday cake before yeah. they do watermelon. Or froge rose. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I like that flavor, but that seemed odd to me. Watermelon is like a, a perfect summer flavor. Oh, I agree. I, that was actually one of my uh, go-to snow cones. Yes. Yeah. Back when I was I'm a little bit younger. T- tiger's blood all the way for me, man. Yeah. See, you've said that before. I'm not a tiger's blood guy. Well, you're 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 not a smart guy either. I don't know about because, that. Because tiger's blood is amazing. Yeah. Teach their own. It's, it's coconut and, and strawberry. And something else. And it's just amazing. <laughs> Breaker. Coconut, strawberry, and something else. Yeah. Is it vanilla? No, it's not vanilla. I, I'm totally blanking on it. It's yeah. coconut, strawberry. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, wait. Might be watermelon. Maybe. Coconut, strawberry, watermelon. But it's heavy on the coconut, and that's what's so good. Well, it was always a weird one because it's like, I guess as a kid, it was like tiger's blood. What? What is that? That's you a know? weird name. Yeah. Right, because it has nothing to do with right. what it is. It's not actually tiger's blood. Yeah. But I remember the snow cone stand I used to go to a lot. They always had like themed flavors, mm-hmm. so you could get like Jurassic Park. Yeah, and it was just a bunch of flavors mixed together. Yeah, but it sounds cool because it's Jurassic Park. Yeah, then then you could also get like the Ninja Turtles, right? And yeah. it's like which which Ninja Turtle? I'm like Leonardo, right. Batman, Blue Raspberry. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like Green Apple for the uh, the, yeah. the turtle skin, and yeah. then the bandana. Yeah, yeah. Cracking here, this uh, candy apple crisp. This is a rapidly becoming my go to man. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's one that I generally get just about every day. It's delicious. Yes, um, sir. Well, what's funny is every now and then we'll get a new bang, and it's like, oh, that's really good. But it it slowly drifts off of that want list, you know. Yeah, well, it's kind of like you're in the honeymoon phase of that new yeah. flavor, and then it kind of just kind of it kind of slowly lowers down in the rankings, and then you still got your your number one, but. Definitely. This one's this one stayed on the number one spot for a while. Yeah, since Christmas, right? Yeah, that's right. Right when it came out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, SDCC San Diego Comic Con officially canceled this year. Um, coronavirus is still running wild, obviously. Although I guess they're starting to open things back up. But um, I, I here's my thing: is I feel like it's a, not a bad idea to shut down something like SDCC with the number of people that are there. Yeah, I get that, but it. I think on the other end, it's like, damn, that sucks because that's such a fun weekend for reveals and movie news and everything else. Like, that's when everyone saves all their news is for SDCC. So, as a fan, it sucks, but health reasons, I certainly understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but definitely a wild time. So, I assume, like, when they, you know, because Mattel always announces new figures and everything else, I assume that's just going to be just sometime this summer. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either. I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they've kind of had to just push back every bit of production, like including like new plans. I could see that. Yeah. And so it could just be that they everything gets pushed back about a what month or two, however long we were out. Yep. And then just try to play catch up. Yep. The rest of the year. Yeah. Like very very possible. But uh, we are uh, going to get into some wrestling talk, a little bit of toy talk, and we've kind of put this on hold for a while. Uh, but I feel like it's time to get that started again. 
Charlie Shaw submitted a tournament called Who is the Worst to Date Your Daughter? Yeah. Eight-person tournament, and uh, we are going to put up Twitter polls for you guys to vote on, and we're going to announce our first-round match today. The Bad Date Bonanza. And here, here's how this is going to work. When we get down to our finals, we're going to tweet out the poll, and we'll remind you, but if you retweet that poll on the final round, you will be entered into a drawing to win any of our shirts from our Redbubble store purchased by the one and only Mr. Charlie Shaw. Yes. So you could get, um, you know, my new fall brawl design, which I don't think I've talked about that yet, have I? Did I talk about that last week? I think I did. I think so. I, I think remember. I I can't remember. But um, that will be up there. You know, the Funko Pop design, which is still one of my favorites, the Power Horror design is awesome. So any of those are available on our Redbubble store, and they can possibly be won in this tournament. So that said, Big Underscore Bane, why don't we... Uh, why don't we dive into some wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Uh, what do you think about uh, Gronk? The twenty four seven champion returning to the NFL, man. See you bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I I was indifferent about him showing up. I am indifferent about him leaving. To me, like I think the biggest thing it comes out of it's just like, wow. I wouldn't have been upset if they were just like he's here as the host, but yeah. it was pretty much like he signed. <clears throat> yep. And I don't know if that was ever the case if if he used WWE to get a better contract. I don't know. Yeah. But wow, talk about a waste, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it could just be that maybe maybe they weren't training like they were before all this started happening. Well, I don't think they're training at all. Right, yeah. and so it could have just been like, well, I can train in the NFL. So, you know, maybe he was like, eh, I'll go ahead and do that. Yeah, could I mean, be. I, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, see you bye, right? Yep. So what do you think is going to happen with the 24-7 title? Well, they have this wonderful, wonderful thing where they can make uh, replicas. So, <laughs> Well, I think he'll probably lose it to somebody. Sure. But the, he'll probably give it to Mojo. Yeah. Mojo will bring it back. Yeah. I, I have a feeling they'll try to film something like of him in training camp. Yeah. Is my thought. Who knows? Yeah. It's just such a ridiculous. Although somebody thing. brought up and I thought it was funny, uh, though it, it wouldn't happen because NFL wouldn't allow it. But if it's just defended throughout the NFL season <laughs> and like each each week somebody like gets it, you know, from the other team. Just right in the middle of the place. And that could have maybe been Vince's idea for the XFL all along. Right. <laughs> Damn it, it could have worked. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Actually, I didn't make note of this, but you hear about, like, I guess the guy that was running the XFL is suing Vince now. Really? Wrongful termination. Wow. Which I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. And some in some capacity because of how quickly it just all dissolved. But, yeah, wild news. Um, the Revival are pretty well now um, rebranded as the Revolt. Yeah. And it's – I think it's likely these guys show up everywhere. Oh, yeah. I think Ring of Honor, AEW, NWA, and New Japan. Yeah. I think are all very, very likely um, stops for these two guys. Um, sky's the limit for both of them. However, apparently they caught a little bit of heat on the indie circuit – because there is a North Carolina-based tag team already called the Revolt. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people are saying, "Well, they probably didn't know about it." Right, and that's very likely. Yep. So I don't, I, I don't want to say that they stole it, but I mean, same time, 
kind of one of those things in wrestling, like, if you do it on TV before the next guy, it's yours type of situation. So, I don't know. What do you think about this? Well, as a person who has uh, had the name Bane for about close to 10 years now, uh, last year somebody came on iTunes and used the name Bane using their own song. Mm -hmm. And so just to kind of compare... Instead of getting mad and upset, what I did was made sure that everything pointed my direction. Yeah. And so... I don't think... I actually looked on Spotify. His stuff's not even there anymore. Right. I think once he realized that I had control of everything, he took it off. Yeah. And so I think for maybe these guys in North Carolina, if they want to put up that fight, they you know, should make sure everything Revolt is in their name. They should have gotten it copyrighted, should have right. got it trademarked, all that and stuff. And I know the Revival did. Right, and so it's kind of one of those things where, well, you're kind of SOL. I know that sucks. You had it beforehand, but if they have it trademarked, they have it copyrighted, it's kind of theirs now. And so um, that being said, on on the flip side of that, I think as somebody who's looking for a name, do a quick little Google search. Sure. You know, pretty simple. Yeah. Well, at the same time, what if that doesn't pop up? Or what if so much of it pops up, it's like... Right, like only like one or two matches pop up. Yeah, then, you know, I could be like, yeah, got it. Well, and like that hashtag FTR had kind of been a thing. Right. So I think that they were kind of working with that. I mean, Fear of the Revolt's kind of a fun thing. So Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't really see it being that big of a deal, but you never know. Yeah, never know. Uh, Cody Rhodes actually um, went to trademark the name Cody Rhodes. I saw that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but on AEW shows, he's always been announced as Cody with Brandy Rhodes. Right. Now, I don't think she's actually with him anymore in the on the show. I think Arn's his manager. Yeah. But, you know, I and I never minded him just being the American Nightmare Cody. Right. But it is a little bit off. I mean, do you not agree? Cody Rhodes sounds way better than Cody. Yeah. And it, and it kind of is like one of those things, well, why can't he use that name? His dad uses it. His brother uses it. Right. It kind of doesn't make sense other than they're just trying to stick it to him. Right. So I hope he gets it, man. I do too. Um, I I think it's I think it's time, you know, like I kind of understand the beef back and forth, you know, but I think it's time. Just let him have it. Right. Just let him have it. Let it be his name. Move on. Quit being douchebags. Yep. That's my opinion. Uh, interesting news. Money in the Bank's coming up. Money in the Bank is always a fun pay-per-view. I yep. think me and you can both agree with that. It's sure. always a fun match, much like Elimination Chamber, Royal Rumble, etc. Typically about six to eight guys in a big ladder match. Winner gets a briefcase. We all know the rules. Well, maybe that doesn't work so well in front of no fans, right? Right. So this year, they did a big-time pivot. And I will say, before I even get your opinion on this, I am very intrigued by this idea. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I, I think they've proven themselves to be able to do the cinematic stuff. Yeah, pretty well. Uh, even watching the um, uh, the Johnny Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa match that was on that was like the NXT Takeover match that they did on the weekly show. Uh, that was done really well too, and that was more set up like a regular match. But I, I'm interested to see it. I think the concept's a little weird. Because of the fact that, you know, it starts at... It's like the movie Rat Race. Right. It starts at WWE headquarters on the bottom floor. They got to go all the way up to the rooftop. It's it's a little strange. But, and also, there's a lot of questions. Like, how are they going to do this? Are they going to film both matches at the same time? 
you know, because you got the women's and the men's. They're both doing it. I would imagine they're different. They'd have to be. <clears throat> they don't necessarily have to be. No, I mean, but I mean, like, filmed at different times. I don't know how you could do them both at the same time. Well, I mean... Well, the, here's, here's it, why... It would I, also be kind of strange to not have them at the same time. Well, here, here's what I why I say that. Six to eight guys. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have... I mean, at, at certain points, you might have four together. Right. But you're gonna have it's gonna be like scenes, right? Yeah. If you have twelve to fourteen people, that's too much to follow at once. Well, but you're not always focusing on twelve to fourteen people, though. I know, but even thing. but even then, it's like you're gonna be down selling for way too long. I think two separate matches is what they'll have to do. Yeah. Other, I mean, well, you're probably right, but because otherwise they would cross each other too much. Because I, I think it I would feel be, like it doesn't make. I feel like it makes just as much sense to have it be at the same time. I don't think so, and not at all. I, I I think so, because <laughs> it's it's a it's a cinematic thing. I mean, it's not like an actual match. I mean, it's they're all racing up to freaking the rooftop, right? But again, it's it's so many people in once. You have the same concept of like uh, some of the later X Men films or even the Avengers movies where there's so many characters, mm-hmm. not everyone has screen time. Right. Like they cut Rogue from one of the X Men films because she barely had any lines, right? So it's like, well, why keep her in it? I feel like that could be the case where two separate matches, you could tell two separate stories. And I mean, they'll probably do that anyway because they're going to have to fill time. Right. But I'm just saying, I, I feel, to me, it feel like it makes just as much sense to have it both be at the same time. Well, because, I mean, there, there's multiple ways to get up there, right? There's the stairs. There's elevators. Mm-hmm. There's all this other stuff. So I assume there's multiple stairways. There's multiple mm-hmm. elevators. There's service elevators. There's yep. all this stuff that they could they could incorporate. I'm sure there's, you know... Tons of rooms. I would love to see them fighting in Vince's office. Yeah. Like, there's so many. Like, there's a weight room in there. Like, I'm sure that could. There's a WWE, like, warehouse with a bunch of just junk. Yeah. Like, old sets and stuff. I mean, there's so many things that they could do. Yeah. Like, I would love, like, somebody to put the Mantar helmet on and come and, you know, that would be yeah. fun to me. Yeah. The only, and the only reason why I say it just doesn't make sense for me to have, to have it be separate is because if they're all taking place there, then that means eight girls who are supposed to be fighting each other are just hanging out. Like, well, not necessarily hanging out. They're all check, like, checking the time. Like, well, we can fight here in okay, a minute, guys. But, but do they all just start there, or are they all pulled up in cars because they're in different locations? You know what I mean? Well, they have to start there because then it would not make sense for like right. So well, they she all, got here five minutes earlier. So she's she's got a head start. Well, let's say it <laughs> starts in the parking garage. Right. You can't start until everybody's there. Right. So you just wait. No, you have to. You're off in like hotels or staging areas. Right. They bring everyone in. Mm-hmm. Once you're in the parking garage, let's say let's let's just say that's where it starts. Bell rings, matches on. So now yeah. it's some are going to run for the stairs, some are going for the elevator, some are going to try to attack them. Yeah. Whatever it is, but I feel like at that point, if you start with eight, say eight women, because mm-hmm. I don't know how many are in the match, but let's say it's eight. If you double that, that's sixteen human beings. You're right. trying to follow all at once. It'd be it'd be like World War Three. Yeah, that match. Like you couldn't follow it. There's too much going on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just I think I think you and I have totally different ideas of what's because I the, well because we haven't seen this yet. We don't right. know what it is. Yeah. But I'm actually going to look up see how many people are in this match because I really don't even know. But again, the cinematic matches I'm not necessarily a huge fan of in the sense of. My my argument always goes back to well they're not really matches. Well, and, that, and <clears throat> that's the thing is they're not really matches, so I'm not really worried about somebody selling for too long, you know. And and 
And I, I think, well, you, but they'll have to sell because that's how you get to the next person's action. You know what I mean? Because like you can't leave. Right, but but with it being cinematic, though, you you forget about how long it's been selling. I mean, it, with it being cinematic, her selling and the next guy punching the next guy could be done at the exact same time because it's cinematic. You're just seeing the different scene. Right, but but at the same time, if you have <clears throat> 16 people in it. Like so, the men looks like it's Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, Apollo Cruz, King Corbin, Drew Gulak, and one more to be announced. Mm-hmm. So eight guys. So let's say Ray and King Corbin are fighting, and then Bryan and Aleister Black are fighting. Apollo Cruz and Drew Gulak are fighting, and then I don't know the other two. Um, I can't think of who they are now, but they're fighting. They're all four going to likely go in separate directions, right? Mm-hmm. So you have two guys fighting in the gym. You have two guys fighting in the janitor's closet. You have yeah. a couple of guys fighting in an elevator. You have a couple of guys working their way up the stairs. You're going to have to eventually go back to the guys in the gym right. fighting. Right. Because if you have to go to all the women, it will be either fast cuts, and you can't really go to a next cut until the action dulls. Right. When the action is hot and heavy, you're going to see that. If they're like, boom, 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 and like Charlotte races upstairs... Mm-hmm. Which I don't think she's in the match, but for instance, you don't cut then because right. you want to see what's going to happen next. I mean, it's you're right; it's going to be two separate matches. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know that, but it just it, to me, as far as like the way it's set up this year, it makes just as much sense to have it be at the same time for me because of the fact that it is cinematic and it just, like I said, like for them to be separate but just hanging out waiting on that match to finish is just it's kind of dumb to me. Well, again, it's not necessarily <clears throat> hanging out; it's the match hasn't started yet. Right. So, so again, if the match hasn't started yet, there's no reason to be there. Right. You know, um, do you think someone takes some, takes a bump off the roof, off the roof. Yeah. The giant did 95 and he came back and won the title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's not happening. I wouldn't be shocked actually. Really? I mean, you know, AJ got buried alive. That's a, that's a six feet fall onto a crash pad. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It'll be a crash pad, but right. Well, I know, but I mean, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd be very shocked. Yeah. I don't know. I could see something like that happening. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, anyway, let's, let's take a break for this and let's, uh, let's dive into a little bit of toy talk here. Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk. Alright, so we skipped toy talk last week and I decided this week we'll go ahead and dive into the second wave of the new Power Rangers Lightning Collection figures. And again, these are made by Hasbro, and each wave consists of four figures. Now this is kind of a different, uh, different thing than we've ever seen with Power Ranger figures before, where they're kind of putting all the different all the different series into one wave, which I think is probably smart, but I think like most people were kind of wanting, I know for me, like the mighty Morphins, the only ones I really even care about. You know, the other ones I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So we have the beast morphers, red Ranger beast morphers, gold Ranger, the magnet defender and the mighty Morphin pink Ranger. Of course, I think, like most of us, the the Mighty Morphins, the the main one we're focusing on here. What do you think of these these figures, all in all, man? Uh, they look good. Yeah, uh, Pink Ranger looks solid. I don't know nothing about the uh, the other ones. Yeah, do you, well, I've noticed just you know looking at these in the stores, those kind of tend to set on the pegs a lot more. Yeah, just because it's like no one knows anything about them really. 
But I don't, I honestly don't know why they focus on those myself. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. The Magnum Defender is kind of a cool figure, but I don't know anything about that. I don't know if – he looks like a villain, but he may not be. I'm not sure. Yeah. Of course, the Pink Ranger, I think, uh, safe bet most of us had a crush on her when we were young. Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think it was uh, was a special agent, Charlie Shaw, that sent us over that we need to read the uh, the Boom Collection comics. Is that him? Yes, with the Lord Draken. Yeah. I've read some of those, and they actually did a uh, like a pink ranger-type villain named the Ranger Slayer. Oh, yeah. And she's actually in that video game that I have as well. But Nice. Yeah, so they, they kind of create some new characters, which is fun. But, yeah, I mean, again, Power Rangers is still a thing that's on, which is crazy to me. But I, I always, man, my go-to is always the, uh, the Mighty Morphin ones. Yeah, it's definitely the best ones. I mean, I, I say that blindly because I haven't watched any of the other ones, but I mean, that's ones we all know. You yeah, know, for sure. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a break from here and uh, let's dive into the. My goodness, the Charlie Shaw, who's the worst to date your daughter tournament? It's the bad date bonanza. The right bad there? date bonanza. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bad date bonanza. We kind of put this off for a little while. We kind of got out of tournament mode there, Bane. Yep. But uh, I feel like we're back into it now. So, again, we will put these polls up on Twitter. All you have to do is vote on who you think is the worst. Keep that in mind, who you think is the worst. Several entrants in this tournament, including... I'm not going to read these in order so people won't know the matches necessarily. But we're going to have uh, Dustin Diamond, a.k.a. Screech from Saved by the Bell. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. Is it? I don't know this guy. Is that Takashi Six Nine? That would be more your your alley. I feel like with them. Yeah, yeah, I think he's in jail right now. Uh, Kid Rock, Hulk Hogan, the Insane Clown Posse, and Ron Jeremy. So I mean, I don't think there's a winner here. These are all really bad. No, yeah. Even even the winner of this tournament is a loser. Yeah. That's well, I think that's is it the point the worst or I don't know. But. Yeah, yeah. It's. It's who's the worst of the bunch that yeah. you get pissed off the most if your daughter brought home. Yeah. For me, I feel like it's Takashi six nine. Yeah. See, I don't know. I, I think don't... it's a close tie between him and Ron Jeremy, but you know, I mean, at least Ron Jeremy, you know, you, you know he's packing, so it's like okay. I mean, I get it, I guess. <laughs> but like Takashi, it's like what the hell? What? Yeah. Are, what? How much drugs are you doing? Is he a magi- uh, musician? He's a rapper. Rapper. Yeah. Just a loser. Oh, yeah. Big time. Gotcha. Big time loser. Yeah. Is he successful, like, financially? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. But he's in jail. But he's in jail right now, so he probably doesn't have access to all those funds. Oh, there you go. But, yeah. Well, our first match will be Ron Jeremy versus the Insane Clown Posse. That's what you guys can vote on. Prediction from you. Who do you think wins this one? I think Ron Jeremy's gonna gonna pass pass on through this one, and the reason is because insane insane clown posse are actually some pretty solid dudes, you know. I think. I mean, you know, they are who they are. Yeah, but you know, I feel like they're good dudes. Yeah, but it's also two of them. Right, but I mean, look at that list. Your daughter's a hoe. <laughs> so I mean, the numbers don't. Don't the numbers make a don't lie, and they spell disaster. The, the numbers don't make a difference. It's just who they are as a person. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'd say that's definitely a toss-up, though. Um, yeah, insane clown posse or Ron Jeremy. I'm going ICP, man. Really, I, I think th- I think Ron Jeremy's going through. 
Yeah, they're they're both pretty bad. But uh, man, the, the twisted mind of Charlie Shaw. Yeah. Do we dare? He's already sending us other tournaments too. Like this, yeah. the next one's not nearly as bad as this, but no. But you know, we shall see. So anyway, get on our Twitter account at bbph nine one eight. And vote. Yep. Let your vote be heard. Retweet it. Let people know about it. And again, when we get to our finals, winner has a chance. Or not the winner, but whoever uh, retweets that one will be entered into a drawing to win a free t-shirt. Oh, yeah. So you can get you any of the BBPH t-shirts that you want. So some cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's take a break from here. Let's get Elvis Aliaga on, and then we'll be back to close it up. Boom. It's time. For the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We are uh, in studio today, but uh, joining me via Skype is a good friend of mine, a guy who has not been on the show in a little while, so it's always fun to catch up with old friends. I am here with Elvis Aliaga. Elvis, what is going on, man? How's it going, man? Not much. I'm just... uh doing the work thing day to day pretty much nowadays but it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting thing when you're uh when you're just working because like you know when you're a kid and you're in school you always have that summer break to look forward to not really with work you still just work you know yeah pretty much it's just uh work 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 every day there's no like (laughs) i light at the end of the tunnel right i really cherish my weekends nowadays yeah, well, and you know, like I, I think I've told you before, with my job, I have, um, I do shift work, so I do four days on, four days off, four nights, four off. This is the first time in a very long time my days off coincided with the weekend. So you know, it's not a real fun thing to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know, it's just, it's just the way it is, and you know, the job pays well, but there's a lot of sacrifices you have to make. Yeah, absolutely. That's. Our uh, at my job, the our second shift does that. They do, they do that uh, shift. But which you know, four days off wouldn't be too bad. I wouldn't. Do you, so do you work like uh, what? How many hour shifts do you work? We work twelves, and oh, the four cool. days is nice uh, if you get them all. Sometimes they they force you in on overtime, but if you get the four days off, it's nice. But then you're also doing four nights and. The problem with how it lines up is typically when you hit the weekends, you start hitting all of them, and yeah, it's just it's um, it really dips into like anything you want to do socially. Just it's like, well, let's see. This week I work Friday. Next week I work Friday night. Week after that I'm working Sunday. So it's just it makes it tough to do anything you know like like fun like we would normally do on a weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that. My thankfully my job is. Pretty chill as far as you know. My my schedule is pretty pretty normal, but um, yeah, I, you know, I'm enjoying my job here. Um, I don't know if the listeners have really picked up or followed me on social media, but I screen print, uh, which t-shirts and all sorts of apparel and hoodies for a lot of different places up here. Um, we print a lot of stuff for the University of Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, all sorts of stuff. But it's super chill. I've been there, I think, October. It's crazy to think that in October, I think, I've been, I was up here two years. Wow, so over two years now. Yeah, that is, blows my mind. But um, 
super chill job. I mean, once I got I, my first, like, I'll be honest, like my first, uh, probably two weeks there, I was like, I called my brother, I called Ash up on the phone. I was like, man, I don't know about this job, dude. It's, it's just, it's not. Cause I mean, it's, I came from a, a smaller screen printing shop, but this is obviously a lot bigger and, uh, it's a little different and uh, working with, just with different people. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out, but like fast forward to today, it's just like, it's, I could pretty much do it with my eyes closed now. And I like the, the nice thing is like, uh, I don't know how it is at your job. I think you're able to like wear headphones. So I'm always like, well, we're not supposed to, but we're also dealing with dangerous stuff. So, Oh, I'm not you. saying people don't do it, but yeah, there's, we're not technically oh, supposed to do that. Yeah. Well, uh, thankfully at mine, I, I, they let you wear them. So I just pretty much just put on a podcast or a bunch of podcasts and that, those really helped to get me through the day too. So, yeah, well, and, and like we kind of discussed last time, which what's funny, the cool thing about Skype is it tells us, it tells me like the last time we spoke and the last time we recorded was May of 2019. I didn't realize it had been that long. So, I mean, we're almost a year. And, yep. uh, and what was funny is we recorded the Gateway Elite podcast in, like, December of 2018. That's crazy to think that that was that long ago. That is crazy. Like, that was literally – that was my – I had just moved to up here. Right, and then yeah. That, that was my first trip back to Missouri, I think, for uh, Ash and my – for our birthday, we got together, and we were able to record that. That's crazy that that was so long ago. It's scary how fast time moves nowadays. It really is. I, I've always noticed that as I as I became an adult, how fast things move and how, how quickly things change, I guess. But to kind of give everyone a refresher who may have not remembered because it's been a little while – uh, you know, you're from Nebraska originally, and uh, you moved to Missouri to uh, pursue the career in professional wrestling and uh, trained with the, you know, Harley Race Wrestling Academy, WLW. Um, me and you became really good friends by working at Chili's at the time, which is, you know, I mean, I, there's a lot of bad memories there, but some fun ones, you know, like uh, it, it was always cool. Like I worked with Bonsai before you got there and then you got there. So it was always cool having friends there, you know, but someone from like the, the wrestling school. Yeah, right. Because um, we worked with um, some nice people, but also some very strange people, as you remember. I would I would describe it as a colorful cast of characters. Yeah, without a doubt. And um, you know, but it's one of those things we kind of made fun where we could and whatnot. Um, you know, I eventually moved away, and uh, the WLW school moved to Troy, Missouri, and you were still there at the lake, the Lake of the Ozarks, and you, Jack Gamble, and your brother Ash. Kind of came up with uh, Gateway Elite Wrestling, and that was kind of what we uh, we podcasted about uh, about a year and a half ago, which was fun. And then, uh, kind of out of nowhere, you decide you're going to move to Minnesota to uh, to work at a, a screen printing place. And we were kind of just talking about uh, your your journey up there. And the last time we we recorded, just me and you, you'd been up there for a few months, and you know we kind of talked about needing a ch- you know a change of scenery. You know, and all that, all the freshness that you need in a new job, and and so on. But, uh, but man, it's been what like two years now, two years plus. Uh, are you still enjoying it? Is it still fun up there? Yeah, it's literally like just thinking about it right now, kind of blows my mind that I've been up here for two years. But yeah, I'm still enjoying it. I like the city. 
life. You know, I like the, I grew up in rural Nebraska. Like my hometown is, I think on the sign, it says like 800 some, like 860 some people, maybe. Wow. Maybe less than that. a real small town. Yeah. Yeah. Like right across, right across the street from my house is a cornfield. So to give you some idea. So, um, it's, it's a big change, but you know, I like it. I don't know that it's, it's probably not going to be a permanent thing up here unless, you know, you never know what, what's going to, who I'm going to meet up here or, you know, what sort of things may happen. But I, I don't really see it as a permanent thing, but I'm enjoying my time up here while I can. Um, definitely enjoy, obviously a big baseball fan. So I enjoy going last season. I definitely got my money's worth out of, uh, going to watch my twins play but this season it's a little different with the all the craziness going on right now with the good old coronavirus yeah and so this this interview will probably drop hopefully after all this has died down but uh you know we're kind of smack dab in the middle of it right now and i think it's just got everybody on edge man everybody's buying up toilet paper and you know expecting this craziness to happen but I don't know if it's all hype. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know what to believe because everything I've read has been different. So it just, I don't know. It feels like I'm like, well, like I was telling you before we started recording, I can't not go to work. You know, I can't just, well, I'm going to stay home for two weeks. Like, I I can't do that. I don't think you can do that. I don't, so I don't really know what we do other than just kind of carry on as, as normal and wash our hands maybe a little bit more frequently and just try to be careful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... It's crazy. I remember, like, the first I heard of it was right after, uh, I want to say right after Christmas, I saw something about it on social media, and I was like, huh, that'll, that'll never make it here. But sure enough, it somehow made it here. And, you know, I think a big part of it is the media kind of, it's obviously a serious thing, but I think the media has played its part in kind of freaking people out a lot with, with the whole thing, but I mean, I, I can't, I have to go out some, but I mean, I, I'll be honest. I don't like this weekend. I really, I got home from work on Friday and I think I've went out once for groceries and like, I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. not that I'm like antisocial or anything. Like I'm not at all, but I, I don't mind my alone time just like chilling and catching up on, on some TV shows and some movies, you know? Yeah. I think sometimes we need those weekends too, where you just don't do anything because it's easy to get in that, especially, I mean, you'll know this from wrestling, man. It's easy to get into those go, 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 go. And it's like, you work all week, you wrestle on Saturday, you're driving there, driving back. And then Sunday you're, you know, waking up late because you got in so late and then Monday you're back at work and it's like, you don't even have time your weekend, which is designed for you to relax. You didn't actually relax. And so it's just, you're beat, you're tired. You just kind of just cope with being tired all the time. So no man, having week, I mean, I, I noticed that like when I, I was uh, wrestling here in Tulsa every weekend there for a while, as you know. And I remember when that stopped, when I stopped going to that place, I, immediately was like oh man i have like free time this is awesome you know you kind of just you sometimes forget how nice it is to have that time to just kind of do nothing and chill out and uh 
you know, luckily, uh, as far as I know, this virus doesn't spread through the Skype interwebs, so uh, we're still able to do this podcast. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been a crazy time, man, for sure. Uh, yeah, as I mean, as far as I know, we're good, hopefully. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so um, so you're in Minnesota. Um, one thing that I've always kind of thought um, you know, cause you went out there, you didn't really, as far as I know, you didn't really know anybody, right? It was just kind of by yourself. Yeah. Just on my own. I just, I was, I think we talked about it last time. I was just kind of like, felt like I was kind of at a crossroads, you know, things yeah. had kind of died down as far, far as like the wrestling thing goes. And I kind of made up my mind that I wanted to give that a little bit of a break. So I, yeah, moved to Minnesota. And, yeah, I, di- I didn't really know anybody when I moved up here at all. I think uh, Trent Stone, the yeah. guy who trained at the academy, I, him and uh, Amy. Yeah, Amy uh, Amy, great. Yeah, they, they live up here, but I I don't really know them. They, were, they came to the Harleys before me and Ash did, obviously, but... Um, I know I know him uh, through uh, through you guys through Gamble. We, he he actually let us stay the night at uh, their house here when we came up to pick up the the ring. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The gateway but, elite ring. Now, um, the thing is, when you're moving to a place like that, I mean, I know I experienced this when I moved to Missouri. It was one of the hardest things I ever did because I am, you know, I'm, you know. I'm, born and raised in, you know, around Tulsa, Oklahoma. I move away to a different state to wrestle. I know nobody there. And, you know, I, I'm sure I've told this before, but I had a friend who was supposed to come with me, right? And he was supposed to train with me. And we were going to, you know, be wrestlers at the same time. It was going to be great. Well, lo and behold, uh, he kept pushing that, well, let's move there. Let's move here. Let's move here. And I'm thinking, like, with this friend, you know, I'll have a guy to help me with rent and, a guy to kind of have my back and all that other stuff. And all of a sudden he's just not coming. So I'm by myself and it was kind of like, well, do you really want to do this or not? And that made it really tough. But you know, ultimately I'm glad I went, you know, I know with you, you know, you had your brother to come up with you to Missouri, but this one was on your own. So I'm sure it was a, it was a tough move in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I don't think I'd heard that story. So did that, uh, did he ever, go to a wrestling school at all or so he just decided you didn't yeah what actually happened is i was training at a place here in tulsa and it was not good (laughs) i knew it wasn't good but it was one of those things where and as you as you can attest to this when you're when you're a young fan you think you know a lot about wrestling but you really don't know anything and but you always like I would always hear that about like the guys that all the when the all the pros talk about backyard wrestling like don't you don't know what you're doing I'm like, well, they're talking about the stupid kids, not me. I know what I'm doing, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but of course, you have some backyard wrestling stories I'm sure we'll get into. But, <laughs> uh, you know, we know we, – I know nothing about wrestling. And so I'm training at this school. I talked my friend into coming and doing it as well. And he had kind of – he was a casual fan, certainly not a huge fan, not like I was, but he enjoyed wrestling. And he got out there and he, you know, he bumped a little and did a little bit, but – thought like yeah i could do this this is this is fun and uh, that place just up and shuts down like no warning we show up to train and nobody's there one of those things and so i contacted the only nearest school that i knew that had a reputable 
person in charge of it, which was the Harley Race Academy, and uh, BJ was alive at the time still. She called. She I talked to her, and she talks me into coming to the camp, which. You know, as we know now, it was kind of a cash grab more than anything else. But at the time, I thought, oh, I definitely need to go. You know, what an opportunity this could be. And uh, so me and him go to the camp. Uh, no experience, but we think, though, this will be a this will be a fun thing for us. You know, we both go to the camp. I mean, just get annihilated with the Japanese training. It was brutal, which is also the first time I met Mr. Ryan Drago. That's also the, the week he busted his face on the floor doing push-ups. And I remember just hearing something and, and like, over the ring, seeing, like, him with a face full of blood. I was like, oh, God. Um, so that that happened. Um, but anyway. What is that? You, don't, you never heard that one? I don't think so, no. So we were in the community center, the Elden Community Center, and uh, he was doing – we were doing push-ups on the ground. And there was, you know, 60, 70 of us. There was a, it was a big camp. And the ground's sweaty, right? And – his hand slipped out, and all of a sudden, I'm I'm on the other side of the ring, so like the other side of the whole, that gym, you know. And I hear a punk, yeah. and I'm like, "What the heck was that?" And then we get up to start doing something else, and I see him getting up, and the whole right side of his face is just covered in blood. And from his account, I guess uh, Yone, who is one of the pro wrestling Noah guys, was like, "Oh," he like took sent him <laughs> off to the bathroom to get himself cleaned up. But yeah, so that's when I first met uh, Ryan Drago, and uh, and so me and my friend, his name was Shane. Uh, we're inexperienced, but learning basics at this camp. And at the end of it, we, we knew based on our time in this Oklahoma company and our time there, this is where we needed to be. You know, like if we really wanted to do this, this is where we needed to be. So that camp was like in August of 2006. And I think, I think that's when it was, it was the summer sometime. And so I'm thinking like, let's move in February. That'll give us like six months to save money. He's like, absolutely, February, we're going to do it. So we save up. We're both working full-time, so I feel like, hey, we're living at home. We can save up some money. He's saving. I'm saving. All is good. Uh, February rolls around. Yeah, I really don't have enough money. Let's let's push it off till, till like, April. Okay, no problem. We, I can wait till April. April rolls around. Yeah, I still don't really have any money. Then May, then June. Then at his job, he got his finger crushed in a piece of machinery, and like it was nasty looking. He actually lost the end of his finger. Ouch. Yeah, and at that point, I was like, "Well, you still want to go?" Like when your finger heals up, and I could tell he kept not wanting to go. And finally, I was like, "Dude, are you still wanting to do this?" He's like, "I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's for me. I don't think I can do it." And I'm like. Dang, okay. So, but like I said, that's when that that scariness set in like if I really want to do this, I'm going by myself now, you know. And it was that was that was a scary move because I didn't, you know, I didn't know anybody. I and I'm pursuing this wrestling dream, I guess, and it was it was an undertaking for sure. I I'm, I'm glad I went. It was a, one of the better experiences of my life. I mean, me and you probably wouldn't be talking right now if I hadn't gone, right? Because we would have probably never met in our entire lives and it's crazy yeah, to think right, about, right. but it's the truth. Yeah, for sure. I and like I've thought about like stuff like similar to that too. Like, uh, you know, what if you had? What if uh, he hadn't of like been like, you know, let's give it a few more months to so I can save up more money. What if you had went, you know, six months prior or a year prior? It's it's crazy to think like who you would have who would have been at the school who who you would have been breaking in with at that time like. 
it's like if I had went like some guys do just straight out of high school to like Harley's or something and, you know, didn't go to college, like what would, that would have been like, uh, 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. Like you would be, it's crazy. Then, to, you know? Yeah. Like who was at the school at that time? Do you think like, oh, I would man, have probably like been 2004, 2005, you're probably looking at Ace steel and Keith Walker and, um, oh, man, Aaron Wade and, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, Derek McQuinn guys that weren't, they were there when I, but when I got there in 07, a lot of these guys were still there, but they all kind of filtered away uh, right. kind of one by one, you know? And so the, the whole landscape changed and, you know, like how, how, how much different would everything be if you had gotten there before I did? What if you had gotten there in 04, but you decided by 07, you're like, I'm done, you know, three years, I'm good. And me and you never crossed right, paths. Yeah. And I just always heard about this guy, Elvis Aliaga, but I never actually met him, you know? <laughs> That's insane to think about. But it really is. I, yeah. it, it, timing in life and everything like that is always so crazy. But um, like I said, I think – and what's weird is like when you came to Missouri, I remember you and Ash were kind of struggling for some shoot jobs as we call it, you know, and because you've got to pay the bills, right? And unfortunately, you're training at a mid-level Missouri wrestling company doesn't exactly do that. So you, uh, I don't remember if you came in Chili's, if I just happened to see you or exactly how that went down, but you guys wanted jobs there and they kind of kept giving you the runaround like, Oh yeah, yeah. You're on the radar. And we, you know, we've talked about that before, but it's like, yeah, I remember that. Just give them, give them a job. Like they're good guys. Like what, what's going on here? So, but like, it's almost like they don't understand. Like you need, you need money today. You don't need money next month. You know, that's not how this works. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Ash and I just pretty much just not even just pretty much we did. We just packed up our stuff and into his Jeep Cherokee at the time. And without, you know, job hunting or anything, pretty much all the only thing we knew for certain was that we had a tryout on <laughs> scheduled at Harley's for, I don't know what day it was. It was, uh, let me see. We went to, while I was in, uh, Kansas City, I think, on Monday, and then something was, SmackDown was nearby on Tuesday. I think our tryout was, like, either Tuesday or Wednesday. I want to say Wednesday, but, because uh, you, we had actually seen you guys, we may have talked about this, like, when I was, one of the first times I was on the podcast, but uh, we drove down from Nebraska, and we had tickets to go to that Raw in Kansas City, and we actually saw like Ash and I would stand out as the wrestlers, you know, are arriving to to the tapings that day in the parking lot, and we saw you guys. We have video, I think, of you guys arriving as extras. I think it was you, uh, Gamble, uh, Ryan Drago, obviously, and I, I'm assuming Mr. Jason Jones as well. Oh, of course, Double J was there. <laughs> it was. It was probably maybe Jeff Strong. Was he there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I was trying to think of. Yeah. Jeff Strong. Um, I think I do remember you kind of telling me that after the fact. Now I got a, I got a question about that. Now when you get your tryout, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think that this is going to be? Do you, like, because I know so many people were like, "Well, did I pass? Is it pass or fail? Is it you know like?" And really, I always think Harley looked at it as more of just. I'm giving you this to see if you to try out to see if you like it. Right. Yeah. That's what like 
that's how how it was, obviously. But that's it was kind of misleading because you know a tryout just like the word basically <laughs> makes you think. Okay, we're we thought we're going down there. We're gonna hopefully we make it. You know, hopefully they accept us into the school. Hopefully we pass the tryout and then we'll go from there. But if we don't, then we'll crap, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Back well, to, which is funny is if you have fun. a check that clears, you probably got accepted into the school. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, but again, you when know. you don't know that, you don't know that, right? Because you're, you're – I mean, I, I don't know about you, but when I heard about World League Wrestling, the Harley Race Wrestling Academy, I'm kind of thinking like – what I see as the performance center now, you know, I'm thinking like, it's a big operation, you know, <laughs> full staff, yeah, you know, a receptionist, all this stuff. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And then I get there and I'm like, Oh, that's, this is not that at all. Um, not at all. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So like, if you have a tryout, you kind of just assume there's this waiting list of hundreds of people trying to get in here and, you know, you just better hope you, you got what it takes, you know, and uh, <laughs> like you said, incredibly misleading um, as to what actually it is. But um, yeah, I, I know, I know me personally, when you and your brother came in, I, you know, I, I thought right away you guys would, would do fine. Ash didn't end up sticking with it, which I kind of always wish he would have a little bit more. I mean, you know, I think he would have been, he would have been, he would have been good. He would have been fine. I think he maybe was a little nervous about his age at the time, which I get yeah. now because I'm, I'm 34. I think he was 32 then. So I, I understand that aspect of it a little bit more. But, um, but yeah, I thought you guys did great and was definitely glad that, you know, when we talked to you, you were like, oh, we're coming back. I'm like, awesome, because I definitely wanted to, definitely wanted you guys to be a part of the school. Yeah, which uh, the, the crazy thing is Ash wasn't even like – I didn't really know up until probably, you know, maybe, I don't know for sure, maybe a few months before we actually moved that he was planning on moving with me. Like it was, I'd really never talked to him about like my, which is crazy to think about like brother, as close as we are, you know, that we didn't talk about like serious, like dream stuff like that, like aspirations. But, um, I don't know. We just never talked about it, but like I told him, you know, a few months prior to, to moving that, you know, this is, I, I think I'm going to go check out Harley's school. I'm going to, I'm going to go do this. And he was pretty much just like, well, I guess I'm going to, but I was like, I, I was thinking, you know, he, he wasn't going to be interested in, he wasn't going to want to move. He was just going to stay in Nebraska, but he was just like, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll go too, sort of thing. And, you know, we ended up doing it together and, it's, uh, yeah, he didn't really, uh, I don't know. I think part of it was the age thing, you know, but he, he I think once he actually got in there to, to do it, it, it was a little different than what he was expecting. Maybe, um, it's definitely not for everybody. And I mean, me and you have seen so many people come and go that there's some that just don't really get it. And some that are like, eh this is a little harder than I thought. And I think with, with Ash, I think he, he was a huge fan, but like you said, maybe he, he realized like, maybe I can be there for you and let you do this. And, um, that's at least always the impression I got from him. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, I, I'm, I know that he's, he was, would have been capable of, uh, doing it had he stuck with it a little bit longer. And it would have been a cool thing to, you know, have, uh, the Aliaga bros tag up, on a 
on a WLW show at one point, but or even had a feud if you split up, that'd have been fun too. Oh man, that would have been like I would have had a blast doing that. That would yeah. think thankfully we did. I don't know if you remember it or not, but one of our first nights there at uh, training, you know, I mean, it wasn't a show or anything. It was just training, but Harley, like we had literally just. It may have been our first or second night there at actual training, and Harley was like, we were at the point in the night of training where, you know, we were having matches. And Harley obviously saw these two new guys that he didn't probably didn't recognize standing over in the corner. And I think you or uh, Jason were asking me, you know, is there any – what matches would you like to see? Or is there anything that, and he was, saw me and Ash, he, we were in his crosshairs over there, over across the room. And he was like, those two guys. Uh, and like, I think you guys tried to explain, you know, like our Harley, these, these guys are brand new. They're, they just got here. And <laughs> he was like, get them in there sort of thing. And I think uh, we had a match with, it was me and Ash versus, I want to say you and Jason, which would make sense. But I do remember that. And what was funny about that is, like, that's just kind of how Harley was sometimes. Get him in there and call it. It's like, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing yet. You know, it's, it, but like, we're not trying to bury you, but it's just, right. Yeah. As, as you yeah. know now that you've been in it for so long, yeah, it's kind and... of a difficult task. <laughs> and we just did the best we could with, with you know, with your limited knowledge of anything. I mean, and it yeah, turned out okay, but uh, at least by that point we had we had already done the camp. That was the very first thing that we did after our tryout. We did the camp in October. Oh, that's right. Yes, and then we started actual training on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights in uh, January of 2012, I think. Right, and so and so I, we had, if I'm not mistaken, after that camp, that's that whole time you were searching for jobs because you're like, well, we can't start because we can't pay tuition. We don't have any money, and yeah. and that's where like Chili's was kind of giving you the runaround. And I remember you guys were kind of like probably a little nervous at that point, like from a financial standpoint of like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we just kind of stumbled in. It was the day after the camp show. Actually, we stumbled into Chili's uh, to, I think follow up on a job application or I think just get a job application. And that's, we walked in there and there you were the world heavyweight champion. Uh, of, Wait, uh, you definitely feel like a big star when you uh, win the world title or hold the world title or whatever it is the <laughs> night before. And then you're waiting tables at Chili's in Osage beach. Right. It was surreal. It was crazy, but yeah, you were really cool and always really appreciate you putting in the good word there for us and kind of, it really helped. We're about out on time on this episode, but one more quick story. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. There was another guy that I helped get a job there at uh, at Chili's in Osage Beach, and his name was Ryan Drago, aka <laughs> Simon Gotch, and uh, he needed a job. Uh, um, at, you know, as most of us do, and he had had a couple of jobs, but nothing really stuck, and so he applied uh, for the QA job, which you probably know. I know the listeners probably don't, but it was kind of a. Uh, just a stand up, pass out, and yeah, and it was only like on busy shifts, so it wasn't even like that good of a, a position. Right. That's what he applied for, and I told, <laughs> and they were like, "Well, if he really if he wants to be a cook, we can probably hire him." So I was like, "Hey, would you mind being a cook?" And of course, he's like, "I'll do whatever I can do. I need a job." So our manager at the time, who I did not like, um, asked me about him. I was like, "He really needs a job," so they hire him. Well, 
Seth is a, you know, Ryan Drago, Simon Gush, whatever you want to call him. He's a unique individual. I love the guy. A lot of people yeah. don't. Uh, he's kind of a polarizing individual in that regard. And right, so I right. remember a our general manager hated him, hated him. And she came up to me. She goes, you told me he would be a good person to hire. And I said, no, I did not. I told you he needed a job. <laughs> I was like, I was very specific on that because I kind of had a feeling – uh, you know, like there's there's a guy I used to work with, you know, Bonsai that knew him and it was kind of like, I don't know, man, I don't think he'd be a good guy to, to bring in around here. But I'm like, <laughs> finally, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care if they want if they, if they want to fire him. They can fire him. I don't care. But yeah, he ended up working there for a little while. But <laughs> yeah, old uh, old Drago, he uh, he rubbed a few people the wrong way there. That's for sure. I can't even imagine that. I remember hearing some stories about that, but I can't imagine him actually working there in, in Chili's. But it was uh, it was an eventful time, but uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause the recorder. Let's take a break, and if you're cool with it, I'll bring you back on for part two. Yeah, absolutely. And we're back. We're back. A big thank you to our pal Elvis Aliaga for being on the show. He'll be back on again next week. And uh, big underscore Bane. We've got uh, one thing else you want to add before we get out of here, man. That is it. We don't have a whole lot of news this week or anything like that, but. Um, Definitely check out some of our uh, fellow podcasters, uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, they drop a new show every Sunday. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeiling or Cam Kreger and all those guys. They drop new shows all the time. Really, really fun show. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. I highly recommend checking that out. They just uh, dropped a new episode with Ring Skirts the other day, which was uh, really, really a fun episode. And actually, Steve uh, recorded an episode of Power Hour, so he'll be coming up soon. Nice. Eric and Barry with Doing the Favor. Big shout out to those guys. 100 episodes, man. Yeah. Apparently they had that damn Bill Benis on, though. Yeah. What the hell was that about? I don't. I can't stand that guy. Did you listen to it? I haven't yet. I'm going to. Oof. I heard he was talking crap again. Yeah. When does he not, though? You know? Pretty much if he's awake. Yeah. So. Yeah, piece of crap. Yeah. And, of course, Barry also has the Frost and Pound boxing podcast. And also, too... Uh, Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds dropping a new podcast every single day, which is awesome. So check him out. And he's doing a lot of live trivia shows over on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, give a follow to our artist at JasonWLF on Twitter. Jason's doing awesome stuff. He just got a couple new sets of sketch cards in. I don't know if you saw those or not. Yes. Very, very cool stuff. He's always doing awesome stuff, so give him a follow. Especially that new, have you seen, did you see that new rock and wrestling poster he did? Yeah, looks awesome. It's pretty awesome looking. So he's always kind of got, he's always kind of got his hands in in, uh, in different things. So definitely support what he's doing. But one thing we, we forgot to mention because it kind of feels like it was last week. Although when we podcasted, you hadn't done it yet. But we got to talk about your live show, man. Oh yeah, yeah, did a live show on Facebook um, over there on my Bane page and. That was fun, dude. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah. I was working that night, but I actually happened to catch a little bit of a break where I was able to kind of chat it up with some of the other people and watch you perform and get all blown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened. It definitely happened. Um, it's It's been, I mean, that was probably like first time in like two years that I performed. So it happened pretty quick, but it was, it was a good time. It was fun chatting with everybody and hanging out and kind of a neat little way to kind of get to communicate with everybody at once, you know. For sure, man. Yeah, I uh, I hope more live shows are happening, man, down the road. Yeah, I'm going to try to do them uh, at least once a month, you know, for the foreseeable future, you know. I don't I don't know how long I'll keep that up, but I definitely want to try to do it around once a month. 
for a little while anyway. Yeah, definitely. So uh, check those out. And uh, are you going to go other platforms? Is it always going to be the Bane Facebook page? I'm going to try to do Twitter uh, next time. The thing with Twitter is I have to go through. I mean, I can go for me to get all the equipment plugged in and done right. I have to go through Periscope uh, Mm. to to do it live. So not not a huge deal, but But a little bit more like work there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll have to. I'll have to run through that app instead of Twitter, so it's a little, little bit different, but, you know, we can make it work. That might be something to look forward to in the future, but in the meantime, definitely uh, keep an update and next time he does a live show. And I'm sure we'll talk about it on here when you have something kind of tentative and stuff. For sure. Definitely. Uh, also, check out some wrestling comic books, Grapple Hold and To Be The Man. You can get those on Amazon. To Be The Man is also available on Comixology and, of course, our very own Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling, the video game. For the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's right. It's an NES game. You can get that from uh, Pack and Sag Dave over on um, on his website, which we have in our show notes. You can also find him on Facebook. He's also on Instagram now. Let me see if I can find his Instagram handle. I just saw that he tr- made one the other day. So it's Pack and Sack underscore games. So pretty easy to find there. Yeah. Just uh, hit him up. Let him know you want it. And the rest is uh, kind of up to you guys. So make it happen. For oh. sure. Also, uh, Bainamania, the album, is available. Check it out. Stream it. All that good stuff. And we never mentioned it, but we should also mention, you know, check out your other albums, too, man. And you have a couple of singles as well. Yeah. Yeah, Bane's World, uh, How I'll Make It Back from 2012, and then uh, Night Lights and On Fire. You know, oddly enough, uh, there was a couple of songs I saw requested during that live feed that you didn't get to. So, yeah, um, I, was one of them Night Lights? Yeah, old, old Jack Gamble was wanting me to play Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll, I'll try to throw that into the rotation next time. Um, I try to I try to limit because this is a little little thing I never really talk about. Like I was leasing a lot of those beats, and what leasing a beat is basically just like you get get rights to use the beat, but it's not exclusive. So that none of those beats are my beats. So I'm trying to stray away from doing too many of those when I do these live shows because of the fact that like. I've ran into some copyright issues on some of these songs and, and it's stupid because I also have the rights to use them, but they don't know that, right? They don't know that. And so it's, I, I'm trying to not use some And night lights is one of those songs. And, and actually a couple of the songs like, um, phenomenal one and, um, uh, Paul Orndorff or both, both ones where I've leased the beats. So I'm trying to stray away from using those uh, a little bit more, but I mean, I'll, I'll keep using them until I get enough of, tracks that i have full rights to as far as yeah. the beats go um but yeah but i'm sure that's more expensive right it's well to get it's full rights yeah it is unless i make them myself and that's that's really what i'm trying to to do is this new album i've done like everything myself so far so nice. i'm trying to i'm trying to stray away from that to where i don't have to worry about that because that's just a, it's a nightmare like i, I mm. love using those types of beats because they always sound a little bit better sure but it's just such a nightmare to have to deal with as far as like I can't post a video on YouTube without it getting flagged. And it's like, well, I paid for this beat, so I should be able to use it. And it's like, well, it's one of those things too, like where, you know, I know we've ran across this with Redbubble a little bit, like, um, our nineties telewar shirt that we recently did. Right. It got flagged and got yanked down. Yeah. And so, and the reason it got flagged is I tagged all the shows that were represented on it. Right. My mistake. Took that off, re-uploaded it still there so it's one of those things instead of saying hey it's original art 
they just take it down and there's no argument. It's just yeah. dump done. Yeah. And so it is what it is. It sucks, but you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Oh yeah. So definitely check out all Bane's albums. Check out our other podcasts, Back to the Nintendo. Uh, me and Brett just released an episode on Jurassic Park. Big Bane's also in that episode. Yes. I had to play you some Jurassic Park. And that, that game wasn't as fun. It wasn't. Russian Attack was better. Yeah. But that's kind of what we run into sometimes. Some games are fun. Some not so fun. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the way the Nintendo is. And then, of course, I think you're gearing up for a big season finale on uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. I'm sure not a moment too soon either. Thank God. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm uh, I'm ready to be done with it. He's he acts like he's ready to have a break too. So I'm I'm happy. You know, I'm, he's been kind of talking crap about all season two. Yeah, kind of blaming you, man. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. He thinks it's all my fault, but you know, I just at this point, I don't, I'm so mentally, physically drained. I'm just like I don't even care. You know, let's just let's just finish it and be done. You know, I heard an episode the other day where you guys had a April Fool's Day like almost like decathlon, I guess. Yeah, you seem to have fun there, but maybe that's because yeah. you slapped him. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was actually the one good time I had on the show. Yeah. Um, it was uh, what we what we have dubbed the Afco cock. Afco Af- yeah. No, Afco cack. Afco um, Yeah, it's the um, yeah, April Fool's class of champions and co-hosts, <laughs> and um, it's it's just a series of games, and and it wouldn't have happened if he wouldn't have uh, sprayed the fart spray and just totally made the the room unusable for a half hour. Or so yeah. Good on him for that, I guess. I believe that was also the episode we were introduced to Cliff. Yes. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. Super good guy. Super good guy. So check him out. Back to the Nintendo. And I guess if you have a spare minute or two, no holds barred with Bill Benis. At least they hear Bane. But yeah. screw that stupid Bill Benis guy. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash BBPH. We're releasing an energy shot once a week. A little bit late this week, but we made it happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you uh, you forgot. I forgot. And uh, I was yeah. like, wait a minute. We, did, we, did that go up? Well, my schedule's way off right now. Yeah. I think everybody's is, man. Yeah, like I always have had Wednesdays off. I mean, because of this whole quarantine stuff, now I have Fridays off, and it's just been chaotic, and I don't even think about it on Wednesdays like I used to, so yeah, just kind of a mess. Definitely happens, but we always try to make sure it's up there for you, so check it out, patreon.com forward slash bbph. Um, we have t-shirts available, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, wannamaneuver.net. I don't know if there's an address there, but I know you can search out Bane pretty easily. Yes. Find his shirts there. Plus, you know, a lot of our podcasting buddies doing the favor, fully posable, positively pro wrestling. Uh, wrestling Toy Tracker has shirts there as well. Even um, Dobro. Dobro's got some shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Dobro's House of Positivity. He's a good guy, man. Oh, yeah. I like, I like, I like Dobro. For sure. Good fella. And then, of course, uh, we're going to throw a plug out there. I think you're kind of a, a bit on a hiatus right now, but uh, Outsiders Beard Co., man. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with it for right now until all this craziness uh, goes by the wayside. But, um, yeah, you can check it out if you want to, but if you purchase something, just know I'm not going to make it until I feel comfortable. <laughs> there it is. But beard balms are coming when things get back to normal. Yes. Well, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Um, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That's it. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. (laughs) 
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.